Ah, uh, it's hidden the bloody thing that I put before. Oh well, I will never know what I put before in this podcast. Never, ever know. Um, Just to say that this podcast is going serious. The audio blog is going serious and serious and serious than ever before. Um, In fact, it has features and stuff. But it's, like I say, if it's going serious, it means that, you know. But don't don't, um, think that I'm going to do a fully, you know, if I don't feel like doing a very long episode, I bloody well won't do a fully long episode. But if I do take my time on an episode, I'll just take my time on it. Uh, because I'm going to switch between two podcasts and so on and so forth. Uh, by the time that this has been been done, you will have obviously seen that um, I have released I Best Turn Alexa on. Power on. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi mode. mode. Yeah, we know. Um... So yeah, the the podcast is going serious. In serious, I mean that uh, um, we're going to go down the routes and try and follow what other audio blogs are trying to do. Um, but it's not serious. Like this podcast is not a business. You know, um, I do not wish people to sponsor me. That's something I want to say right off the back of this now. However, if there are any things that people want me to review, um, then I'll review them, you know. Uh, But if you do want me to review something, please let me know. Um, You know, there's the Facebook. Head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash audio blog. The link's going to be in the description, which I don't stick in. I've had a pint and I feel a bit tired. <sighs> so this recording won't be freaking long. So um, I wanted to talk about just stuff from things that I'm following off the back of, of podcasts. And really, the podcasting should be like the blogging on WordPress. Podcasting should be stronger. You know, we got Anchor and... Spotify have bought Anchor, you know, and it's like, oh, well, really, uh, podcasting should be more stronger than social media because when you put a post on Facebook, who gives a shit about it? When you put something on a podcast, um, I mean, I have people from McGill Radio who listen off the back of this podcast, and I'm going to talk about something which I've very... Which I've felt very strongly. I've felt very disconnected from radio. Which is why my other podcasts are getting done. I'm doing stuff on Mixcloud very soon. I think in a couple of weeks. But I just feel like... I don't know. Like I've been permanently thrown out of of Muggle Radio. But that's kind of... Uh, it Again, I'm not going to share my whole true feelings i'm gonna hold a few things back because i'm trying to be professional about the whole thing but when i do go back to my radio oh yes um 
in fact, um, the Retro Hour, which I was listening to, um, Dominic from the, uh, what's her name, uh, was saying about how he hides, you know, how it's easy to hide behind radio. That has happened to me. That has happened to me. I mean, me and James in the studio, when we do a wrong, like, there was one time when um, I pushed up the rock. I mean, Ian had to come in and, and help me do the faders, but um, there was one time when Ian wasn't there and James, goodness knows where James was. I think he was downstairs. I think he'd gone to take a phone call or something. So I had to talk for like ages and ages about something. And I'm like, James, come on, James, where are you? And then I'm, I'm carry on talking. And then he just rushes in the studio. But it's like on radio, you can do that. I dread to think what would happen on television. So I think television, you, you can't, you've got the cameras and stuff. But, oh, there was another time I hid behind radio. And we'd first got the mixing desk. And um, James had... Goodness knows where James was. He wasn't in the studio with me. And I pushed the slider up to do the talk. And no, because we could do... There was a, a command in in DARP, which you could do, which worked <laughs> every time. You know, um, but anyway. Um, but I, I don't know. So anyways, I just feel like I'm so disconnected with with the radio at the moment. Um, I might... I don't know how things are going to happen. Um, I, my worry is that I do get thrown off. You know, not because of Ofcom. Um, even though I've got my thoughts about Ofcom, I truly, I truly respect them on the airwaves, you know, when it comes to... But I think if that does happen, I might just go into podcasting. I mean, I've got the, I might go fully blown serious and I might choose a different podcasting platform, which isn't Anchor, and keep Anchor to the, the, the blogging side of things, you know, the backstage stuff. I mean, I actually tell you guys what goes on in the studio half the time. I mean, my other podcast, definitely. But uh, with this one... I mean, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen yet. But this one is more a case of a what audio boo, what we used to do on audio boo, and so yeah. Um, so I really wanted to discuss about. Excuse me. Um, I really wanted to discuss about where the audio blog's going. It's got a Facebook page and today I've done a virtual walk. Now, I'm not going to do them every time, but um, I want to do them as a live stream. Because reason why I do a live stream, because if people chip in later on, I can see the comments, but I'm not doing it for the comments. The reason I'm doing the live stream is because I haven't really got the space to film a walk. And I would love to... You know, if people want to donate and stuff like that, they can do. It's giving the option to do that. Now, I want to talk about 
just want to talk about things for a minute. I just want to talk about, you know, there's a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, he's going to go serious with this audio blog. No, this audio blog isn't going to go any serious than it is. The, the, the Facebook page, I was going to do a WordPress site, but I'm not going to bother. Um, the Facebook page kind of gives the the uh, thing that you can do with your eye with your eyes. There is going to be one or two live streams we do a week. Uh, with the lockdown, I want to do a form of like a, a club where people can come and they join it, and it's the audio blog club. I'm I'm also going to stick that on YouTube too because I really want people to. Um, You know, I really want this thing to be, you know, oh, he's, he really cares about what he's doing. Which, you know, I do and all. And I, I kind of want people, I want this to be the first group that we do online. The first kind of, you see Facebook. There's groups on Facebook, but how many groups do you feel like with Facebook that you're going that you feel you feel a part of something, you know, and that's where um, hopefully we might just go off a beaten track. We might go from Facebook to another app where we can discuss once a week. Um, and if people want to sort of give subs virtually maybe you can discuss that later on but um you know um i mean the the, the facebook lives that we're going to be doing over the due course of the weeks we're going to treat them like a meeting or a club uh tomorrow's live stream which will probably happen by the time it's this podcast goes out uh, tomorrow's live stream coffee with me it's basically me sitting with a coffee even when i finish with a coffee i have a little bit of time but i'm at work i'm next door but here is the thing that i've just thought now right why it's it's you guys you can turn this q a into something else um but if you really the the if you really want to ask me something, at me. Now, I'm not going to do a live... I'm not going to do a live Q&A every single week. But I'm going to do every... You know, probably every two weeks or something. So... Um, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after. Um, I, I kind of want to do a coffee with me. Kind of reflecting on things and stuff like that. And maybe... You know, um, maybe if people have got, people want to know what I think and stuff like that, um, then maybe we can have a chat away from the podcast because then we can really, you know, let rip. We can really, you know, nobody's going to know what, what the hell's happening. So that's what the Facebook page is there for. It's also there for people to um, make suggestions, which I'd rather have 
you know, happen. Um, also, for people to share those posts that we put on there. If we put stuff on there. But, of course, it might lead to something bigger and better. It might lead... Now, of course, um, I kind of... Um, want to go towards a a forbidden world. I say forbidden world, but a, a world that nobody knows about, which is... um. I was listening to the Tech Talk on Thursday, and there was a guy who said he's doing a 24-hour radio station. I'd love the audio blog to go on there as a radio show. You know, people a blog for people to listen to, a bit like... Um, A bit like Hello Mummy Packet of crisps anybody? Mother's just getting a packet of crisps, that's why I said that. <laughs> um What was I saying in the middle of recording this podcast? Um See I just used Anko FM, which is a free application. It's it's Easier to set up than Audio Boo. It's more, it's less fiddly than Audio Boo ever is. I mean, Audio Boo, it's easy once you've set it up, but I never understood Audio Boo. I knew people did, and, you know, Anchor's kind of the new Audio Boo. But the problem with podcasting is nobody gets it. Um, and even though radio is a presenter who waffles on and then plays records, that's the point of radio. I think if I did something for a different radio station, I would be myself. I wouldn't be DJ Megatron. I'd be myself, and I would do this blog. And it would be... If I was doing it for a radio station, it would be like a Facebook post. So it would be like, I'm getting up in the morning, and I'm now about to make breakfast. And people can interact with that because, you know, they can comment. And the thing is, they would put their comments and I'd put, right, you know, your comments on. But it would be, it would have to be there and then. And then somebody else could read the comments out. So you'd have somebody else reading the comments. You'd have somebody else managing the comments. And it would be very different to Facebook because we'd have people who could phone we could have a phone number and then people would phone. Obviously not phone into the show because that's it's not all about that. It's not about interacting with the show. It's about externally interacting. So they'd interact with the person that puts the show out. And then maybe they could then get contacted with me and say, oh, somebody so-and-so is having jam on toast and they want to discuss that they've made their own jam out of whatever, for example. Or... Maybe when we discuss things like imaginary friends, maybe somebody has can relate to it, you know, for example. Maybe uh, there is a blind autistic and they feel isolated and they don't know that there's other blind autistics out there. They think they're the only one. Exactly. You know, and so I'm, I'm actually searching for that too. And maybe, you know, so this could lead to discussion. But obviously the producer would give me... Um, comments you know the feedback and like a comment like a facebook comment so it would be as that person is saying it 
And you'd have to agree or disagree. Now, we wouldn't swear on the show. It'd have to be fully scripted. But, you know, the uh, the virtual walks, I'd love to put them in the in the radio. I think that would... It wouldn't make... See, the thing is, I'll be using radio very differently in the terms of people use radio when they're isolated and alone. But no one has ever used radio as social media. Radio uses social media, but no one's ever used radio as social media. And it would be brilliant. It would be new. You could have someone listening to the show live and all of a sudden they hear something that grabs them. They've got to grab the phone. They've got to phone in. They've got to email in. They've got to text. And it could be better than Facebook. You know, because with Facebook, you put a post on. When you see it, you you comment, you react. But with a radio show, you react very differently and it's more personal. But the problem is with a radio show, you can't comment on that moment, on that fringe of the moment. Um, You know... And I tried in the early days of Magul Radio, I would put something out to a listener and say, hey, stick this up, you know, we got a Facebook page, why don't you stick that in the comments? And I'd always say that on radio. Now, the problem with ra- the the big problem with radio is you can't interact in a way where you put something out and it's like a post and then people can... But I think that's how radio should be. Because if you look at things like um, C-Facts which was like the early days of Twitter. It was like Twitter, but it was teletext. Uh, old man's Twitter, probably. And um, the idea of the teletext was people could read something and maybe they would go, oh, maybe, but they could only react by their TV remotes. Now, with radio, you could do... Now, for example, you could discuss about you know, for example, we're out there, we're doing an audio walk, it's cold, probably isn't cold where you are, but just to imagine, you know, and imagine that someone who's, like, housebound, a housebound person would say, I, that's the first time I've been out the house, and, you know, your audio walks has got me out of the house, first time, I just went out to see, you know, what it'd be like, or maybe somebody has thought, wow, you know, I've just got my confidence to walk around the block, you know. Um, and, of course, there was many reasons I... T- today, there was two reasons why I went and walked around the block. The first, well, three. The first was to post... Uh, and that's a bit of an excuse, but the main two reasons were to make sure that I remembered the route. Two, so I didn't lose confidence. Because there's always that... You know, that fear of losing confidence. But I kind of walked around the block and remembered, you know, kind of all of it, really. Um, But it's like, you know, doing those certain bits and pieces. Um, So... It may be that um, also that somebody wants to interact with the blog. Where they might come on, you know, and we do, right, okay, so 
they come in and they interact with the show a bit like so it'd be like a facebook live but an audio version but also done in a bloggy format so we do hey this is a blog episode one today we're going to discuss about getting out of bed in the morning you know and and that's the way it would be but i'm just going to say now if you find this podcast it isn't changing for anybody the facebook page is not you know marketing anything for anybody but i do have you know i do take suggestions and if anybody's got an idea they want to put to me hey we'll do it um but um in in this in this episode i'm gonna discuss tulpas the shadow realm people have asked me about the shadow realm i don't know where the hell it's come from yes i do believe in the shadow realm and i did and i I was in a i created an underground group uh for like underground thoughts and things and one of them was the shadow realm um I don't, I believe in the Shadow Realm, but I'm very sceptical about it. I don't personally believe in the Shadow Realm, but I do believe in the Shadow Realm, if that makes any existence. I know it's there. Um, But again, I think half of these tulpas that people discuss are in the Shadow Realm. Because remember, you know, like, Um, there are creepy myths about the Shadow Realm, and they are myths, because the Shadow Realm is not necessarily a scary thing. And... Imagination is, you know, like I've said before, there's things that we see in here we don't understand, or things that we do and we know they're not there. But obviously, I discussed sleep paralysis in the last episode, but I didn't discuss it to its full length. And that's why in this episode, I really do want to discuss sleep paralysis. Well, I have to discuss the Shadow Realm. I have to discuss it in a podcast. You know, I basically see the Shadow Realm as... Um, see, the, the question that people asked me... Um, I can't remember the, the person who asked me this, but... Um, you know, they said, can you, you know, is the Shadow Realm real? Well, so the thing is, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Because, see, the thing is, I've not experienced the the shadow realm as people 
seem to understand. Now, the first bit, which I don't want to creep people out, um, but I'm going to tell you anyways. The first bit about um, people tiptoeing around your bed. Oh boy, I have had that. You can't explain the half of things you have. Can't explain. I've had my imaginary friends walking around. It's I explained in the last episode. Now, the shadow realm. Do I actually believe that it's an actual realm? Well, I don't. So the thing is. When I heard about this, I know, um, it was like the top five creepy Wikipedia pages. And it explained shadow people. And then I looked into shadow people for a, a an underground thing for an underground group that I created and, and was in. And then the last time I looked at the Shadow Realm, it was again another YouTube video that I'd watched. And, you see, so, is the Shadow Realm real? I don't know. That's your answer. <laughs> Do I believe in the Shadow Realm? Yes and no. Um, because, like, the thing is, um, we we don't understand exactly what's fully out there. Our mind has to be open towards it. Like, even though I'm a Christian, I think there's things that have been written out of the Bible which other people would just be like, wow, that's not supposed to be in there. Like, I think, you know, there wasn't just one God. There was a war of many gods. There was a war. I mean... You know, that's why, I mean, I now don't believe there was a Big Bang theory. I believe there was an explosion of sorts. But it has to do with gods being angry with other gods. And... You know, like creationists. You know, it's like one god has an idea, then another god has an idea, and then another god has an idea. Can you see where I'm coming with this one? But every religion tells you there is only one god. One. So, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of wondering if there are other gods, but people are just I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But the thing is, I do want to get into is creation. You know, you look at creation. Oh, you know. 
But, you know. And... You see, holding on to something, faith, believing in something, knowing that this is real, that's... But it depends what your reality is. And, you know... It's like superstitious people and superstitions linked to tradition. But um, I don't personally, you know, I kind of believe, but don't believe that there's a shadow realm. I believe that it's been made up. But again... You know, uh, fear plays on us, and we project our imagination, but also we project our spirituality. One of my uh, ex-girlfriends, she hated coming to this basement. She said it to me, she said, don't bring me down there, you know. This is when we had, like, just a couch next door. And um, where I'm recording now, there used to be a fridge in this room. And it wasn't this nice, comfy bedroom that it is now. And um, my ex, she said to me, when you, when you walk in, she said, there's, like, an atmosphere So, she didn't like that, you know. The whole... But it's like you you take somebody into your world and there was an atmosphere that I projected. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing it, and... It's something that you, you know, you build your world around atmosphere and you take bits of elements and you put that together. Who's not to say that you can grab that from something very spiritual and you know, take it and you, you breathe life into it? Um, and if you want a broken down version of how the imagination works... Watch that really twisted clip from uh, The Adventures of Mark Twain where um, there's a scene that has the devil in it. But I, I think that's a very symbolic scene um, because it's symbolising that um, our imagination... Is a very spiritual thing we don't know, and it works in the background, and then the enemy, shall we say, doesn't always believe in what you do, and tries to destroy it. 
I don't really want to um, ruin that scene, but it is on YouTube, the full clip of The Adventures of Mark Twain, um, where the clay figures get ruined. And um, I think that's like one of the most funniest, funniest and dumbest scenes in the film. But it's the best, one of my favourite, like, it's like, whoa, they they put this into a film? <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to go because... I've got stuff to do, but we'll return with part two of the Shadow Realm. Hello, folks. How's it going? How's it hanging? Um, I just want to talk about something that um, I've tried this morning. They're called Coffee Bags. Um, because I all I like my coffee in the morning as well as I like tea, but I've kind of more been a coffee man. And oh boy, um, now I leave the bag in because I'm quite a lazy person. But also, um, like tea, the coffee goes stronger in the cup. So you know, you you put your coffee bag in, you give it a stir. You let it you let it brew for a little bit, um, and then basically what you do is you add your milk and that, and Bob's your uncle. And I tell you something, you know, okay, they're they're a bit more. Well, I'm not going to discuss the price. They're not that dear. They're not like, you know, you not have to fork out billions of pounds, but they're probably cheap. They're probably dearer than than tea bags and I'll tell you what they are absolutely bloody amazing um, you know if you're like me and you love your coffee this is something you know and you're lazy of course <laughs> that's another thing to note if you're lazy you love coffee this and this is not a promotion I'm not doing a promotion here I'm just saying you know I just wanted to talk about coffee bags um, because they're good and they taste good and they're freaking delicious. So, there you go, folks. That's uh, that's a plug for for coffee bags. Um, I'm gonna go for my walk around the block, but I'm not doing a not doing a virtual walk because, um, yeah, I'll talk about that in on the Facebook page. But um, hopefully, I'm gonna do a virtual walk around the garden at some point. Um. With a with a certain subject, and hopefully, you know. Um, also, I, I don't know if if to keep the virtual walks in the podcast or whether to do them as a video or, you know, where to do a video and, you know, kind of do, I don't know what what do people want? You know, um, do they want virtual walks? Is it is it something that I should do? Is it something that I should do for 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 YouTube or Facebook? Let me know, in the comments. Um, and, you know, should it be a visual thing, um, you know, if I go for a walk around the block, should I come back and say, hey, this is good, this is what people should be, 
you know. Um, but yeah. Um, because it's like one of those things should should it happen. Now, another thing is I've got, I'm getting another job as from tomorrow, looking after a phone exchange for XCOM. It is actually our phone exchange, but we're looking after it um, for them. So, you know, also we're doing some advertising for them as well. So, doing some deals and stuff. So, they're a very good client, actually. <clears throat> um, so, we're talking about those. I've also done a creative thoughts, should I run a virtual machine? And I ran, and I did a post on, uh, what was it, Facebook yesterday about running a virtual machine. Running, say, virtual box, should it be done? Or should I just... I mean, technically, um, most of, I mean, I don't know if I get Ubuntu and run it here. I mean, maybe if anything happened to my office machine, I would have to run it from here at some form, but I don't know how that would be done. And of course, you know... I don't want to be purchasing a separate laptop just to stick Ubuntu on. So it'd be great just to have a virtual machine. And that's my reason to why I'd run a virtual machine. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure my processor can handle a virtual machine, but we just have to, you know... Um, I'm also going to be talking about in my creative thoughts video about GDUs and just general tech shit, basically. Um, stuff that I've wanted to talk about for ages and not done for various reasons. And, uh, yeah, also <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about artificial intelligence, um, in my creative thoughts and, you know, should, should in this day and age, should artificial int intelligence matter? Can we really bring um, the shop window? Can we really open it for our customers? Can we really do that? So, anyways. Um, also, um, I'm doing lots of blogging throughout the few weeks. Um, because I think that I'm trying to give people what they need and what they want. So, I'm just... You know, busy writing blog posts. And so I'm going to go off and do that in a minute. 
But um, I'm probably going to go off and do my my video now. So. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. And today, um, oh, crumbs, where are we? Well, I thought I, I wanted to discuss about certain bits and pieces. And I've kind of um, put in a poll out there, which is tackling the norm, going against the grain, all that shit, basically. Um, and so I just thought that at the moment I would discuss about, you know, going against the grain. And... I don't really care what people think. I mean, I'm not like these people that go around and think, you know. It's these these mainstream people. They're the ones that care what people think. It's the mainstream people that care about the coronavirus. It's the mainstream people. <laughs> it's the mainstream people that have, you know, which is why. I think my stepdad, I think he's very, and he's very mainstream, you know. I mean, mainstream people believe in like what the news is telling us and won't question anything different and so anyway i'm I'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go on that but you know this whole going against the grain and turning our back on society um be it whatever it is you know the new i don't know the new hippies um and I'm just going to say this now. I don't personally think a vaccine will fix the coronavirus. This is something that cannot be fixed. And anyway, I'm I'm not going to go any more on that. It's um it's it's not even a rant for Facebook or anything. But uh <laughs> um you know, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard this little bit. Um then, yeah, we'll 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 talk about it in a in a in a conversation. But I was talking with a friend last night, and we were talking about how politicians have got the power to bring the country to a whole standstill, which they have, you know. Um, and I bet you, in a few years' time, when this is over, right, or even next year, when when we when we come out of this lockdown, there's gonna be. Heaps of propaganda. Heaps and heaps of propaganda. They're going to shove this under the carpet. It's going to be, you know, and, you know, I mean, we have rights to believe in what we believe, and I have beliefs that would people will, will not believe because they're too mainstream because they've been brainwashed too much you know and even when we come out of lockdown there's going to be people 
scared to do something. I mean, I've got my eyes wide open to this, you know, and, you know, um, it's like, what, what can we test those people with? But, you know, um, It's all, the world has literally gone mad. And it's just. You know, there was a guy on YouTube that said it's an attack on the Western world. I believe that too. I strongly believe it. I very strongly believe it. Um. And there are people that want to dominate using power. Um, and that's about as far as I'm going to go. I keep, keep saying this is about as far as I'm going to go, but, um, you know. But I think we come out of this. Because look at this, right? When you buy a newspaper, what... You know, there's nothing else happening in the news. So what are they doing? They're selling all the stuff about, you know, what they can do. How can we scare the reader? Very well. Um, I was actually talking with somebody from a talking newspaper and we had our, we had a good chat about this the other week. And... You know... And it's like, I just think people are, they'll they'll believe what they're being told to believe. But personally, you know, and this is why the mainstream, it's like, this is why the mainstream really makes me sick. Um, because it's like, you know, the underground will, you know, stuff, but nothing to do with criminal. I'm leaving that last recording in. Um, so I'll say this. Yeah, the un- the underground has got nothing to do with criminology or anything like that. It's um, it's turning our back on, you know, being sceptical, being open, being very liberal about it. You know. And... It's not just just being about that. It's it's about you know. I think there will be people that go to ground. Well, it's bullshit because, um, you know, it's like oh, you're being told to this. I mean, when. I was listening on the radio. It was happening in China or whatever. And people coming on these cruise ships. And then... It hit the UK and it hit America and it hit wherever else it hit. And you're just thinking... 
something's happening. You know? And I seriously think that there is something really bad happening out there. And... Um, it's like... You know... A lot of things have been cancelled. They're going to make... A lot of people are going to be... If they haven't made any... Um, people scared to leave their homes. And there will be a few people. In fact, I went the very first week that locked out... No, the last week... When when Boris basically said on the Monday, uh, people shouldn't go into pubs and clubs and stuff, that was kind of like um, what do they call it? I'm looking for the word, but I can't think of it. Common sense. I thought it was just like common sense, you know, you know, and wherever you go, and um, because. Two weeks prior to that, people were saying, you know, um, if you go out, you know, whatever it is, come home, wash your hands 20 times, whatever. But you could see that people were, um, were, you know, they were, they were heeding the common sense. But. You know, there was people talking about going into the red and oh, code black and code red and all this business. Um, and, you know, I think when we get, when we come out of lockdown, you know, we'll just heed the common sense, not, you know. I mean, supermarkets are going to be a nightmare to go in. Shops are going to be a nightmare to go in. They'll be saying to you, you know, there'll be people, police in the aisles going, Oi, you know, you shouldn't be walking around that way. Uh, which would be great because it um, means it'll uh, stir up some, some lovely arguments. You know? But um, I like well, you know, you. What do you mean you're going out the wrong way? You know, is there a certain way we're to walk around the shop now? <laughs> you know, um, can we not just walk around the shop willy nilly? You know, oh, you're walking around that cellar tape. Well, I tell you what, love, I'll just give them the white stick. Hey, I love, is the white stick? Walk around with your eyes shut. There you go. Um, but technically, I mean, it's all a bit, it's all gone a bit silly, all that taping off areas and screening off areas. Um, but also I just think 
But anyway, the 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 last was the last week before the lockdown happened. Um, we were told not to go to pubs and clubs, and I went to the railway on the Monday night, and I just thought, I'm not I'm not worried about it. You know. And I just thought to myself, I know it's very selfish of me, but I thought, you know, I don't know anyone who's been abroad. And it's like we we had the the area that we use is a very um it's a very big space. Um which they dedicate to us. So, um, which really, I mean, if they start taping off areas, I mean, it's just going to be absolutely ludicrous. Um, I mean, the railway will be the function room. Who knows? The members might have to go in the function room and they might have to, I don't know, you have to have allocated sections. It's going to be really weird. Um... We'll just see what happens. But the mount, um, that's going to be weird again. Um, because, you know, people, if you want to go out for your dinner or something, because um, it's it'll be like, oh, you can't walk into that bit. Why? <laughs> you know? You can't walk into that bit. Well, I just have. Um, you know. And this is the thing. It's like... I mean... we be scared to walk in a pub again? Not necessarily. But I think the most common sense thing to do is, like, going, wash your hands, you know, if you sit at the table, um, you know, make sure... One of the thoughts that I had was, was to go and get plenty of money bags. Then you put the money in the bag, the plastic bag, and then they, once they take it, they can dispose of the plastic bag. And then you give them an empty bag for them to put the change in. So they give you a clean bag with the change in. And they've taken a bag. So you could just... So basically, that's how you could do it. If... I mean... That's how I would probably do it. Because I know some people are going to be worried. So, you know, I respect that in a way. Um, 
or you take an envelope because paper, um, nothing travels, you know, germs don't live very long on paper. So what you do is you take an envelope, they take the money out the envelope and then they put the change in the envelope. And so you take the envelope back and no one's like touching. I think that would work if people are worried about giving you change. I'm not exactly how that would work. Um, I take a lot of places aren't going to use money. It's going to be cards only. That's going to be a freaking nightmare. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's why, why be worried? I mean, there's another reason why I've walked around the block, you know, thinking, you know, I'm going to get out. I'm not going to be, you know, get the, get the long cane work going. Um, you know, you walk past and you know, I mean, you just know how quiet it is and you just know, right, these places are closed. Um, all right, they're opening or whatever. Um, but anyway, I need to do something. So I'll be back after I've made a phone call. Okay, we're on the virtual walk breezy but we're doing this virtual walk and the sun is in the air and Frank with us I'm a bit annoyed because uh found a bit of muck on my shoe and I thought oh thank goodness it was dry so it was easy to get off but still but I thought we're on Alexandra Road now and I could probably cross this road I'm not going to probably cross it with ease. I actually do actually cross this road, but there's barely any traffic coming down it. And we're in week five or six, I mean, does it really matter because uh, Boris has told us that we can, you know, do this. The reason I've not been out here walking around the block due to the whole COVID thing. There really isn't many people around. It's not like... And it, it's, you know, it's not a busy area. Which is kind of good. So... We are near the Mount Pleasant. The Mount Pleasant. No, no, we're not near the Mount Pleasant yet. The sun's popping out, so it's strange. If that wind was to properly drop, we would get an absolutely glorious day. (laughs) 
I'm walking a lot quicker than what I would normally. I would normally walk a lot slower than this. So, um... I don't want to talk about <clears throat> I click record thinking I do a virtual walk yeah I think I'll just give you the sounds of the virtual walk, really. There's, um... We're passing a... Um... Yeah, we're not passing the mount just yet. But it's just barely quiet. Barely... So yeah, we're kind of come up to the main road in a minute. We are just passing. No, we're not passing the mount yet. But we're not far from it. As people have gone ahead, and because there's no hardly no cars, they've actually walked on the road. I'm not taking that risk. I probably, you know, I probably could walk on the road, but, you know, I could probably walk down the, the road no problem, but. And uh, the people that were on the road, they've gone onto the pavement and are walking ahead of me, so. quiet country there's a bus that's gone past we're not far from the main road oh I can smell that honey sweet smell once we get past the uh, mount I'll stop recording actually you know when I get past the chippy because if they're still working in the chippy They probably will be, I'm not exactly sure. Um, We're going to upload this podcast after tonight, I think. Do a new episode. There's a few things I want to talk to you guys about as well. (laughs) 
in regards to the podcast. Oops. I'm coming onto the main road now. Hurt around this fence. We are literally on the the main road is literally to our right and listen to how quiet that main road is. That's just the odd car. So we're passing the mount. If anybody wants a virtual pint. (laughs) Ooh, I can feel some warmth. That's coming from the chippy, that is. I don't think the chippy is open. I think they've done their their work. We'll... uh, The fans aren't on. I don't think they're doing anything today. Oh yeah, there is some work going on in there. So I I assume they're just doing some takeouts and stuff, but... So yeah, they are, they're doing, they're doing takeaways, they're doing takeouts. That's Tom's chippy, so give him a ring. Anyway. The end of this virtual walk. Hello, folks. I thought um, I would talk about um, just a couple of just a couple of things um, that I thought I'd talk about first and foremost. Um, I have decided to take, um, this podcast a little bit more seriously than have been doing. So features are coming back. Um, I'm going to do the virtual walk in my back garden because then that means that I can speak a bit more. Um, and hopefully, um, it's going to be best if I just do it like that, you know, a virtual walk around the garden with a script, so I'm going to script what, what I'm going to talk about with the walk and the virtual walk, and um, so I kind of talk about, you know, and, you know, it obviously means that I'm exercising and podcasting at the same time, I don't really feel comfortable with walking around, the, it's not I don't feel comfortable with it, it's, um, 
I don't think my parents will feel comfortable with it. So I'm going to do the virtual walk and I'm going to put it on the Facebook page too. So if anyone's got a topic that, I don't know, um, more kinds of, um, when we do the virtual walk, I kind of want to have it uh, based upon, we've done um, diet rants. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could do rants on... Um, I don't know. Um, uh, we've we've talked about diets. We've talked about um, personal stuff like slimming drinks and stuff like that. Um, we've talked about record labels. So that might be the thing. I might do a bit more of a rant on record labels on the next virtual walk. The next thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, before I get into my rant tonight, um, not rant, but my my personal my personal bit of a discussion. Um, I think this podcast, you know, it needs to have needs to do a, a bit more. So. If people want, if people want a bit more from something, if people want a testimonial or whatever, um, then yeah. And the third thing that I've decided to do with this podcast is, um, the third thing I've decided to do with this podcast is um, basically try and keep everybody informed. So we're not just using Facebook. We're going to use YouTube. We're going to do a YouTube channel next month. Um, we're also going to do a WordPress blog. The WordPress blog is going to have... Thank you. The WordPress blog's going to have a bit more. So the WordPress blog will have um, testimonials. It will have the R ritual. It will have <laughs> the R ritual. Um, it will also have um, things like dream skills and, um, and also do... Um, You know, there'll also be a dream journal on there every time, every month. There'll be like a a post that goes on, just like blog posts, but there'll be, one will be like a dream journal, like of how the dreams have been and what they're really meant for me and so on and so forth. Others will be posts about what I've spoke about in the in the podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, others will be about um, health and well-being. Others will be about certain bits and pieces. But I kind of, you know, so that's where I want to go with that. So, the subject I've decided to talk about or finish on is 
Um, about um Yeah, the 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 um I'm going to talk about music. No, I'm not. I'm going to finish off with um a question that somebody asked me the other day and it was about creepy pastors and um, what is my favourite creepy pasta? Well, my favourite creepy pasta actually is um, the uh, the the Ron. Um, my favourite Christ, my favourite creepy, my favourite creepy pasta has got to be the Russian sleep experiment, because when I read that pasta, I thought that it could be real, you know, something that somebody could have done at some stage. You know, um, so yeah, that's that's why I kind of believed in that. Um, what's the worst creepy pasta that I've also read? Oh, crumbs! There's loads. Um, anything to do with Sonic? Any, any, any creepy pasta that's usually. Sonic one is usually pretty bad because um the people that write the creepy pastas seem to put less effort into them um and it's usually like Sonic being violent and lots of blood involved it doesn't really ruin a Sonic game it wouldn't ruin a Sonic game if I saw like violence and blood and whatever um but they don't really I don't know, it's it's not it's kind of more on the poor gameplay and stuff like that. So it's just like I don't know, buying a really glitchy Sonic game that's yeah, it, it's not it's usually the gaming pastors are the worst or not the best. There's only one decent gaming creepypasta which is out there. Um, as there's two good gaming creepypastas. One is about the Lavender the Laving, Lavender Town Syndrome. Um, which was the only good one. And there was another really good one based on Pokemon. And how, like, the level design changed and stuff like that. Um, but apart from that, there isn't really any good creepypastas based upon uh, games. Because, um, you know, um, unless 
it's a made up game someone's made up and you know um I mean, oh no, there was there was a good creepy pass that was a gaming one, uh, which they tried to make into a game. I think it was the um, Godzilla one, but usually all they're not, you know, um, or a creepy pasta that it starts out, um, it starts out, you know, slow and stuff, but then it gets into sort of a Mm, I don't know. It's like they try and make it creepy, but it's not. Um, and some of those, I do like some of those, but again, you know, um, it's like they tried to do a few creepy pastas on Barney, and again, I prefer like some people. You know, there's there's a few really good ones about Barney, but you know. And Squidward Suicide has to be, again, one of the worst creepy pastas. It's like, you know, once you've read it a few times, it's not believable. It's like, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. The Rugrats theory was a really good one, um, but it's not one of the best theories. Because, you know, if you watch the Rugrats, um, I wouldn't say they're a figment of Angelica's imagination. Um, however, there was one episode that did look like, um, you know, that probably gave a little bit of that conspiracy. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I forgot to add on my favourites list, Jeff the Killer is on my favourites too. Um, along with Mickey Mouse Suicide and another favourite I have is, uh, No End House. Now, I, what I like about No End House is not how creepy it is, but how it's like, Someone has taken a bunch of haunted house stories and it's not just like they're walking into a haunted house. It's like they're walking into stages of their life or other people's lives or flashbacks or what could be flashbacks. And it's like that story is like a jig jigsaw that's being pieced. And it's like at the end, it's like instead of saying... um. They've exited the house. Or have they? Instead of putting that out, they're putting the... They still haven't exited the house. They still haven't got back in. Okay, they've got the $1 million and everything. But everything's changed. They still... They, you know, it's a no-end house. They still could be in that house. So I love the way that that story has an open end to it. And that's why it's one of my favourite creepypastas. Um, another favourite of mine is Candle Cove. Just because it's so... Um, what's the word for it? It's like... The ending is so 
off the wall. I mean, that's the thing I like about creepypastas. They're so off the wall. You know, they're not, you know, they're like, they go from your normal um, story to like, you know, they go straight to the the blood and guts, my, you know, the dark side of my imagination half the time. So that's why I like creepypastas. And, you know, yes, some of them are based off Real things, real situations have happened, and they've twisted them a bit. But I like the ones where people have just used their own imagination. You know, um, and I love how over the top some of them go. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's just like yeah. Um, so that's something you have to give to a lot of people Um, but you know I don't think creepypastas are all that you know, they're not all that creepy, some of them. You know, it's it's just... It's like people sitting around the campfire telling tales. And that's kind of been... The creepy pasta has been that kind of a... You know, it's, it's spored from that. And it's like... You know... I mean, Slender Man could have come from all kinds of traditions um you know because you have the green man the bogeyman um the oh just so many i think it's like the bogeyman and the green man and whatever else um and they kind of you know but yeah um it's like there are some things you got to take with a pinch of salt um so yeah Anyway, I'm uh, finishing on this one. Yo, what's up, peeps? We're out on a virtual walk. I'm in my shorts. Finished the football session. Um, and beautiful. Don't know why I put a coat on. Actually, I do know because it's a bit blowy. But I'm walking around in my shorts. 
<laughs> Walking around, I've just done my football session. I've had my coffee. I've had my biscuit. I've had, a, I've had a biscuit. I don't always have a biscuit. I'm not like... So, I thought I would discuss something on the audio walk. I um, searched sugar. Um, and basically, there were two videos. I'll share them on the page, the links. If you've... If you're liking the page, then I suggest you click these links. Um, and the podcast's actually coming out tomorrow morning. We're not doing any live streams this week. Um, because I don't think we need to do them. So, I'm going to talk about sugar. Um, and sugar is very addictive. And it's quite scary to know that it's up there with the addiction that you have with sugar is like taking a shot of heroin. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out there and shoot heroin. That's not my... That's not... That's not what I... Um, it's a lovely day. Why the hell did I, on earth did I put a coat on? It's a bit cold before, but... Ah, uh, well... I've got, like, a hooded jacket on, and I've got a jacket on top. But, I tell you what... I put the shorts on, and I'm not cold on the legs. Anyway, um... Yeah, so sugar, it's... It's dangerous. I mean, you get high off sugar, but it's... You, 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 you get... When you first have something that's like high sugar like um, like if it's if it's pure refined sugar that is like the the rush you get off that is like I, like my last cake that I had I had like a really big I had two big cakes at this party and I came home and it tricked my body because I'd had the eggy burps the beginning of that uh, like two weeks prior I thought I was never going to touch sugar again and I took and I had this cake Oops. and I had this cake no, two, two cakes and I came home and I could eat a quarter of my tea but I was so high on sugar that it made me silly but that was that was my last high on it. My first high I had of sugar was not from cake, surprisingly. It was from my first sugar high I ever had experience of sugar high was off I used to buy um, a box of cookies from Poundland and I had um, an energy drink and this one by I used to no, I used to have yeah 
But then this one day I had um, a box of cookies, two boxes of cookies, a McDonald's, and I had a Monster Energy drink. And a Monster Energy drink is like pretty high in, um, in sugar. It's like, it's just like pure sugar and it's caffeine and it's something else. I've forgotten some of the chemical. And basically, um, Monster is very sweet. I love Monster. I'll probably go back to drinking it, but, um, I got high off having the Monster. And then this one day, uh, I was pretty, pretty rubbish. Um, and, uh, and I had a Red Bull. I bought a Red Bull, you see. I went, I can't remember I went. Had a Red Bull. Just on a sun, I didn't have any Smarties with it. Had a Red Bull on its own. And I was freaking, um, yeah, I, I, was, I was up there with the birds, basically. Um, and it's like when I used to have a Dr. Pepper. It's like your brain, it's like you're ready to go into space. You know, it's certain things, not everything that you had that had sugar in would make you go into space. Like, it wasn't like the, the biscuit that you had would make you go into space, but um, you know, certain things would give you a, an extra boost of energy. But in your mind, that would like it would give you that you know that woo that feeling that like kind of rush feeling but at some point of the day that makes that feeling in your brain it's like it's like whoa you know that one hit you know but um I'm trying to think something I did to I know smarties do it to me <laughs> I haven't had smarties for ages um, Smarties. Ice cream never did to me. Ice cream never did to me. But, um, the one thing was with food, I was very obsessed. When you, when you were addicted to something, you become obsessed with it. And that obsession leads to when will the next fix be? Or when will my next meal be? Um, and have, having that is very unhealthy. Um, <clears throat> because um, <sighs> um, 
Because really food should keep you alive. It shouldn't really be something that, you know. And when I had, when I got ill over food, oops, when I got ill over food, like when I had the Iggy burps, as you call them, that'd be like, my body was saying to me, if I can't do this, I'm gonna screw myself up one day. You know? And when we went into lockdown for the first month, um, I freaking craved your body. Um, has um, some strange cravings and it's like your body just does some strange things Um, one of the things your body does is um, passing the chippy which is open there's a huge queue outside it anyone fish and chips everybody See, um, so yeah, yeah, um, your body create when you crave something. You mentally I'm gonna stop here and do a huge jump cut. So hurry sorry, looking back on my um on my sugar addiction, you know, about like getting the next fix. And it wasn't just sugar addiction, I had food addiction as well. Uh, but I was using food as a source of a drug, so it was kind of... But because I was, like, using, like, I was eating a lot of sugary foods, my stomach was growling all the time, and I was thinking about when the next meal was going to be. I was thinking when my lunch was going to be. When I was having my lunch, I was thinking when my tea was going to be. When I was having my tea, I was thinking when my bedtime drink was going to be. I still have my bedtime drink. I still have my ginger beer. Um, but I don't have um, anything. I've not had 
cakes. I haven't had biscuits. But my main sort of like, you know, I liked my chocolate eggs. I liked my Smarties. I liked my coconut mushrooms. I liked my chocolate Brazil nuts and I liked my chocolate peanuts. They were the sweets I went for. Um, you know, and I like soft sweets. So I like coconut mushrooms. I like jelly babies. Um, I've even liked those, uh, what is it? Those flying saucers. But I don't like anything. I don't like those wiggly sweets. But, you know, um, but I've only just got to like jelly babies over the last... Last year, and I like jolly dolly mixtures, but Skittles, I love Skittles. And you see, anything that gives me a boost, like, gives me a high instantly, it's like, freaking hell. Now, and of course, you know, when, before I get into the withdrawal symptoms that we had at the beginning of this coronavirus lockdown that happened... And, yeah. And so, that happened. The coronavirus happened. And I've not been able to get out and get the sugar. Now, what I want to do, what I plan to do, is test my addiction. Test the sugar addiction. Once this is all over and I can go, right, I can real battle it. Go to war with my demons, so to speak. I'm not saying that I'm going to have the odd biscuit or the odd, you know, cookie or whatever. But, you know, it's like, I was listening to a woman do a tech talk. And as I said, as I put this podcast out, there's going to be links on the Facebook page that, that talk about this. Um... You know, the talk about sugar addiction because it is really important. That people do start talking about it. In fact, it's more than important. It is. You know, I think it's something that people need to do. Um, On a day, you know, it's something that people need to look at their addictions. Now, how did I know I had a sugar addiction? I think one thing is that you can't talk about an addiction... You don't know when you've got an addiction. It's like an alcoholic. You don't know 
you're an alcoholic, and you know it's like Dick Van Dyke. Um, but see, the thing is with me, um, my sugary drinks. I'll probably go back to those because I'll go. Well, do you know what? Screw eating the the calories because. I can easily work that. But also, I'll be thinking, right, I've drank a high sugary drink. I need to freaking well work that off next day. Because I'm thinking now, like today I had a biscuit. Tomorrow I need to work that off. Can I turn a sugar high into something positive? You know, um, can I fly without crashing and when I come to crashing can I turn the crashing point around can I turn this whole addiction around can I rebattle it can I face those demons and you know laugh them laugh at them in the face but you see like I said you know you don't know when you've got an addiction it's like an alcoholic doesn't know they're an alcoholic until they know it's a problem you don't know something's an addiction till it becomes a problem and there were certain sugary things that I was addicted to. I was addicted to chocolate eggs. I was addicted to Smarties. Um, I would have... I remember one day I bought three pounds worth of chocolate eggs from the sweet shop and ate them all. Um... And it kind of relaxed me, it soothed me. I was like, oh, I've had my chocolate eggs now. That's me done. But I wasn't like, I've had my chocolate eggs. I've got some energy in me. How can I use that energy? How can I work that energy off? How can I work that energy, you know? How can I How can I burn that sugar off? Or how can I use it? How can I, you know, how can I, I've, I've had a chocolate bar, you know, or whatever. I've I've had a pint of beer or something. Mind you, with a pint of beer, it's different. But the next day, you're thinking, right, well, you get up. You probably feel a bit sluggish in the morning. That's going to be normal. But you're going to go, oh, I feel crap. I feel sluggish. But, you know, what can I do? Battle that off. You know, there's still things that, you know, we're working with. But obviously, um, You know, there is a lot of things that need to be done. And I kind of wanted to talk about this on my podcast. You know, like, my addiction was, I thought it was just a sweet tooth. You know, they call it a sweet tooth. Fucking hell. Wait, you know, you know when you're addicted to something, when you need more. You know, when you need more of that. Now... With the cakes and the biscuits, I found that kind of a comfort thing. I would say comfort eating. Comfort eating is very, very different. You know, you're eating the food just for the sake of eating it. For me, I'd go to biscuits because I thought, you know, that will uh, get rid of the extra hunger or whatever. I'll, you know, and I used to have half a box of biscuits or whatever. Um... There was one time when I used to buy packs of cookies. 
It's about a full pack of cookies and eat the freaking lot of cookies, man. You know, a full bag of chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, even, I mean, even now, I struggle with, if I had a biscuit in my drawer, I would have to eat it. There and then. I think if I had a box of Smarties in my drawer, I could probably think, right, I'll open them and have them, you know, have them before a workout or something. Maybe that's the time. Try and think, right, if I've got a box of Smarties, I'm going to try and have them before my workout and then do my workout. (laughs) I heard a story of, of someone doing that and, you know... Um, and you've all heard the story of what happened when I had, you know, Monster as a real, as a meal replacement. But you see, those chocolate drinks, you know, I'm wondering if they could be snacks. You know, you could use a, a, a meal replacement drink as a snack. Um, it probably wouldn't work because there's too much calories in it probably to... You know, and it's it's not you're not using it the right way, but I don't know. Maybe it could be you could do something. You could go right. I'm having, you know, I mean, I have thought and going, you know, trying the low fat protein shakes. Um, every once in a while, like everything, every once in a while, I'm not a big milkshake fan. I don't drink normal ordinary milkshakes because they're they're horrible um i've tried the freaking oh but um (laughs) but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look them up and see what's in them and think right i'm drinking my calories (laughs) you know Frick it, if I want a snack, I'll have a monster and a protein shake. <laughs> you know? But that'll be like flying and crashing. I'll be like, right, okay, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to work around this sometime, you know, and real thing, but, you know. And I have thought, what are my old ways? I haven't written everything down yet, but... I'm hoping to do so. So. I haven't. Talked about what the problems were. So. Alright so the problems. Occurred when. I couldn't just have one bag. Of chocolate buttons. But you see the whole thing started out. When. I wasn't allowed to have it. For me, you know, and everybody's got a different story about addiction. But for me, it was not being able, not being able to allow to have that item. You know, because I remember as a teenage kid, we could have a bag of Maltesers once a week. You know, uh, ice cream once a week, and we really looked forward to it. Um. And then it stopped, you know, because I was putting on weight, obviously. Um, 
And for me, the routine is like, where's my chocolate fix going to come up from? You know, where am I going to get, you know, ice cream? Because I used to get ice cream every week. Um, a bowl of ice cream or biscuits or whatever I wanted. And when I realised I could go out and get it, I was like, wow, you know, I could, just, you know, that's it. I can, I can buy a box of cookies, <laughs> and you know, and um, sit somewhere and eat them. Now, I remember one day I was travelling somewhere, and I had this melted bag of chocolate buttons, and I ate them. Oh gosh, and it made such a mess. And I got home and I said, um, you know, I'd had to tell mummy. And I felt really embarrassed, you know. Um, it was little things like that, you know. It was little things like... Um, it would be at college. Um, youth clubs. That's where it started, but it was only little. It wasn't because I wasn't having a chocolate biscuit within the home or when we were out I couldn't have a dessert so everybody else could have a dessert but I couldn't have a dessert so that started like that I think if I was allowed as a dessert that might have been right I don't need to go out and buy a chocolate bar tomorrow that you know and that's that could have been the way of thinking um and the worst thing that I did, the worst thing that that started off as well was we had a, a McDonald's that was in town. It was it was quite, you know, it was it was um I don't know, it was we had a McDonald's that it's not a McDonald's anymore. And it's uh it was a store that was pretty easy to get to. And um I'll cross the road, go in the store, and buy McFlurries, um, cookies. I started buying cookies in there, and I would sit and eat a cookie. I'd sit and eat a McFlurry. And I love my McFlurries. I still love McFlurries. I mean, they're not, you know, there's nothing special about them. But I would go and get a McFlurry. And probably, you know, eat a McFlurry or something. But I think I, I'm not worried about not having a McFlurry. I'm not worried about having, you know, but what I am, you know, worried about is going to people who know me and uh, trying to tell them, look, I am battling addiction. You'll have probably heard this podcast and I don't want to shock people out there, but I am um, I'm battling the addiction of sugar. And I want to have, I want to be able to have a biscuit. I want to be, I don't want to be like the girl on, on, um, what is it, on the tech talk where she got really ill. I mean, I got really ill. I've been really ill a few times. So, I'm still telling the story. I need to keep with the story. So, I go to McDonald's, have the McFlurry, or the cookie. And then McDonald's, that McDonald's closed. But the pound shop, oh, the 
pound shop. Oh boy, you could get three. I remember you could get two boxes of cookies for a pound. And I used to go in there. Um, buy a box of cookies. And eat a whole box of cookies. I remember someone saying to me in the group, she used to say to me one time, she saw me doing this, she said, your health, you know, is it's going to be like my dad's. You're going to have, what is it? You're going to have blood, uh, your blood pressure. I wasn't worried about my blood pressure. I wasn't worried about anything. I'm still not. Um, cause, but the thing is, like, knowing... And that's the thing. When you you got... When you are addicted to something, when it becomes an addiction, everybody's advice goes out the window. Um, and... Another thing as well, when you're addicted to something, you don't enjoy things the same. If you're an alcoholic, for example, a normal pint of beer or a glass of wine, it doesn't taste the same. You're not enjoying it. It could be the best glass of wine you've ever had in your life. You know, and it's like, you know, I... I just think, like... You know, and I am going to be the people, the person that, you know, if you buy me a box of chocolates, I'll take it. But I'll be like, I'd rather not have a box of chocolates. I'd rather have something that's more tasty. So anyway, uh, getting back to the addiction story. Uh, where was we? So, yeah, I'd buy these box of cookies and stuff. And then it got to a point where... I was... Eating... Takeaways and stuff. I was eating takeaways and I loved those takeaways, man. They were so Moorish. Now, they were. That was savory stuff. The savory stuff was like, it was really good savory stuff, man. But um, as you know, I got fatty liver and I've. I've Probably cured of that now, but um, I used to drink in secret. In the end, I used to go in and drink in secret. And I used to eat sugary foods in secret too. But I kind of want to be the person saying, I still love my sugary foods, but I don't want to be addicted to it. Um you got to ask yourself, if this is something that's only taking, what, a short spam of, to enjoy it, 
then it's obviously addiction. You know? You can get over... You can get over stuff like that. Um, pretty easily. Um, so anyway, um, I think the Rocky Road started just after I'd, um, left this group of people I used to hang around with and I just my first shock was we were going on the way to Liverpool to buy some DJ equipment and I said to mum stop the car we had to go into this hairdresser's I really needed a poo so bad. And it was horrible, soft poo. And I didn't feel like eating for a while. And then we did eat later on. Um, and then after Christmas, I joined Slimming World. Um, I'm not going to talk about Harrogate that first time I went to Harrogate and saw my friends because it was all right and stuff. So... Um, I think I did have the eggy burps. But I didn't tell anybody about that. I kind of thought, right, I, would, I didn't eat or drink anything. So, <laughs> I had a drink of Red Bull that day, I think. But anyway, um... So, fast-forwarding to after Christmas, I thought, right, I will not touch a single... Um... Biscuit or anything. I bought some biscuits for the group and no one had touched them so I thought screw it I'm going to have them all I had all these biscuits and I had some pork pies which I bought on offer <laughs> um, but I wasn't really it was like again I was becoming you know I kind of wasn't eating as much savoury food out and about, I go for the sweet stuff. Um, and then we fast forward to the sweet shop. Oh yeah, um, and the sweet shop was You know, anyway, there were people that tried to warn me about refined sugar and stuff. But I didn't tell them that I was addicted to it. And so, um, my mother, who'd put me on every single diet known to man, um... Which, again, is another story. We then found out... My mother, she'd done this drastic thing where she'd had to do three drinks, whatever, a day, and I said I wasn't doing that. And then mummy said, well, you'll have to do something. And then she talked about the Slimming World drinks. And so I cut my lunches out 
Well, I went cold turkey for a while because I couldn't have a sandwich for lunch. And my sisters and my stepdad were picking on me and they were being, you know, like, I remember my sister Anne put, like, a bag of crisps in front of me and, like, the smell, and I was like, freaking hell, you know, and I lost the weight that week, and then two weeks went by, three weeks went by, and I said, when are we going to come off these drinks and go back onto solids, and mummy said, you'll have to lose all the weight, and then I went to parties, had um, had I went to this party and I went and had a chocolate roll. What I have? I had pork pies. Sausage rolls, sandwiches, uh, quiche, and then I had a chocolate roll and had something else, and I blamed it on the the quiche and the beer. And then where did we go? I think I went to Gillian's and had a load of food there on the Sunday, and then the Monday I had. Eggy burps. And then... Where did I go? Oh! I went to... I went somewhere else. I went to another party where I had... Loads of food and something else like that. And on the Sunday, I was feeling a bit queer. But, because usually, when I'd been sick in the past, it'd usually been when a bit of food got stuck, so I'd eat a bit of food, it would get stuck, and i you know, there and then. I didn't think it would take two days for me to, you know, for the food to go in, and then maybe sort of really ill. And my body was changing. And mummy gave me these tablets. And I was like, oh, mummy, I feel a bit weird, you know. Um, so, anyway, I went... I went... Um, I basically went, um, went to church that morning. And... Uh, I thought this is odd. I thought I was sat at the drum kit and uh, I really, really felt bad. I felt miserable and I had to go to the toilet and I took my shirt off and that and I tried to throw up. First time and then suddenly. And managed to throw up everywhere. Because I would panic. And then um, 
I went home. Um, I got told off. And then I went to my friend's house. And then I came home. And then I went to bed. And then the next day... Um, I had a few eggy burps, but... I was alright, I wasn't... Anyway, the following... Weekend... Um, no, we had Christmas, didn't we? So I wasn't ill over Christmas. But then... I went to Harrogate and I was ill again. Because I made myself ill again. And then... Because basically I'd, I'd went to the... There's like this American diner place. And I kept saying... The ice cream did taste a bit minty with this cookie dough. The cookie dough tastes all right, but it was like this. And you know, it was like minty ice cream, which tastes like toothpaste or something. But I ate this whole thing anyway. Um, and we had a big breakfast and everybody was telling me, and I ate Smarties and cookies. Everybody was telling me to not eat too much. And I wasn't listening, and then in the night, oh, I had a had a a couple of ciders, I think. On top of that, um, now when you have the eggy burps, let me just educate you here: if you have alcohol on top of it, it is like. Cod liver oil. Those eggy burps get... They start off alright. Then they get fouler. Then they get fouler. And these burps, by the way, I couldn't just feel from my chest. Like, you know, I'd normally have if I had eggy burps. I could feel them from my stomach. And these burps, not only do they taste foul and horrible, but they start to hurt. And... In the end, I thought, I am going to be sick. No, I didn't think that. I thought, I'll go to bed. I'll be fine. So I went back on the sofa. and Because, you see, before that happened, I was tired. I said, I want to go to bed, Sophie. So Sophie's like, okay, right. So I'm going to bed. I went to bed. And, oh, man. Could not sleep. And then I got up and it was like the first few eggy burps. Went back to bed. A few more eggy burps. And then the burps got worse and worse and worse. And then I went in the bathroom. And um, I went in the toilet and I thought, I've got to go back to bed because I'm knackered. And it's, you know, I'm cold and I'm shaking, you know. Anyway, um, I went back to bed and the next thing I'm waking up. Couldn't stop myself and I just throw up everywhere. And 
that was the worst thing that had happened. So, with addiction, you don't listen. You don't take stuff in. People try and tell you this shit you're doing is wrong. And so I thought, these eggy burps won't happen. Or if they do happen, they'll only happen in the winter. (laughs) Well, that's what I thought after the second time. Because the second time... Happened in October before Halloween. Um, so I was at Mike's again, and I ate um shit. What did I eat? Uh, chicken roll sandwiches. Freaking hell! That chicken roll that was bad. I couldn't go near that for a while, and then there was um. The cake and ice cream, chocolate bar, biscuits, all the stuff I'd eaten. I'd eaten lots and lots and lots. Anyway. Um, So mummy got really upset and cross. And in the end... um, Dad and uh, mummy basically... um, Grounded me. Till after Christmas. Um... Then I never eggy burps for a while until last year. Um, I thought I just got them with a tummy bug, but again, I ignored the signs, and I had this voice in my subconscious saying, "I would, I'd sit on the toilet and I'd say, Lord." Don't give me the eggy burps today. And I'd hear this voice saying, Stephen, I'm not going to give you the eggy burps, but next time I might. And then there was another time. Um, it was before I was going on a on a walk. Um, I thought, oh, please don't give me eggy burps today. And then I heard this voice going, I'm not going to give you eggy burps, just soft poo. And then the next time, it was the same thing. You know, the next time it was, um, you know, you're fine, but the next time, and then before Christmas, it was, um, I got the runs. And I was in the toilet going, please, Lord, don't give me the, the eggy burps. And I just heard this voice going, you know, maybe next time. And then in February of this year, I got the eggy burps again. And and seriously, I don't want to talk about this, like, but if I'm talking about addiction, 
I've got to talk about all the shit that comes with it. <laughs> and my fatty liver I want to talk about in another episode. Because um, that was like the first warning sign. I've, I have spoke about it in this episode and probably previous episodes. But I think what I want to tell people is you don't know you're addicted to something. And that's the dangerous thing. You don't know. You won't listen to people. If you're if you're addicted to heroin and people say, come on, mate, you know, jack this in because you're going to die or something shit's going to happen to you. You're not going to listen until, you know, you're in hospital lying there. And I've had four chances, you know, really. Um, and in my subconscious... You know, four chances is like, whoa. And, uh, you know, I mean, dad gave me a biscuit today and I really enjoyed it. But I had, um, mummy got me an Easter egg and I thought, wow, chocolate, I'm going to have chocolate again. Woo, you know, and I had the chocolate. But the sugar high wasn't coming. I think it worn off well. And by the way, the funny thing that day, right, uh, of the eggy burps, because I was ill. I was, um, I remember getting up, going to the toilet, getting the run, sitting down, trying to burp. And it was painful. I thought, shit, this is. And then it was Aggie Burps. And I was in that toilet for a while. And I was embarrassed. Um, my sister Anne poked way off in the... I'm all right. Then Sarah said, Stephen, do you want a coffee? Out? No, thanks. Why no thanks? I've got the Aggie Burps. And I kept getting told off for it. You know, being ill. <laughs> being told off for being ill. You know, because it wasn't just a general... It was me making myself ill. And I just wish that I could tell people that I am, that I was addicted. And I don't ever, you know, the the idea I have of buying a chocolate cookie and smashing it or throwing it in the trash, that would be me saying I've battled my addiction you know, not even opening it. I think that would be good if I could just open it and throw bits of that in the bin. That would be like... That would be like me going, let's trash this addiction. Um, I'll think about that. I'll think about that because it might be the case of, you know, easy said than done. But it might be me going in there and going, right. Um, you see, for my mate Thomas, it's very different. Um, because he was eating healthy stuff and he's a lot taller than me. He's a lot bigger than me. And 
even though both Thomas isn't as greedy as I am. And there's another thing that comes with addiction. Greed. Um, gluttony. Well, we're getting into the... Uh, yeah, but um, I think it'd be nice to challenge the demons. It'd be a nice exercise to... Buy something. You know, the cookie would be a great thing. Because to not eat it. Or at least eat one cookie and then throw the rest of them in the bin. That would be like... Well... We've done this. We've accomplished the addiction. You know... I'd probably film that. I'd probably say, right... I've eaten one of these cookies. I'll just throw the rest in the bin. I'm going to trash all these memories. I might even take a cookie out and go... Here's for the times that you made me ill. You know? <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? And, um... I think it would be a great exercise. I know it's going to probably be a a waste, but I'd rather just that would put my mind at rest. Um, It's like, I must have been addicted for a long while, and, you know, my mummy was trying to get me help a long time ago, you know, Stephen, do you want to go see, no, I don't want to go see them, <laughs> I don't want to go see a dietitian. frick it, um, my advice now would be, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not addicted to it, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not finding things difficult and I'm not, it, it's not like I'm not thinking about it, but again, um, secretly, I don't, you know, I'm not. Wanting to know when my next meal time is, when my bedtime drink's coming up. I can't wait for my bedtime drink because it's ginger beer and I love it to death. But um, I absolutely enjoy ginger beer now. And um, I really enjoyed my digestive biscuit today. And I enjoyed my hobnob the other week. Um, and I enjoyed my last chocolate biscuit which was a whisper bar but I want to find something that's going to get me away from 
this. Now, a way that I can be done with it. I mean, the girl who does the TED Talk, she talks about throwing... She said she had a bit of the dessert and threw the rest in the trash. But then she got that dessert out of the trash. And when you have an addiction, you don't care what shit that, you know. When you have an addiction... uh, Actually, I'll tell you a story... There's a very prime example of it. Um, I was... Um, I was late for breakfast one day. And I bought some chocolate chip cookies... Out the pound... Shop. And I was trying to put them in my pocket. And one of the cookies slipped and fell on the floor. And I picked it up and I didn't care what... That I'd been in. And I ate that cookie. That's what addiction does. It could be in the dirt. It could be. You know. And. That poison's so good. That you don't. <laughs> it's going in your system. And. It makes you high for a short spell. But then, you know. And I'm sounding like a junkie. (laughs) But it's no different, you know, mentally on the brain. It works no different on the brain than um, heroin or alcohol would. Only it does more damage than heroin or alcohol. Even though alcohol actually does damage, you know. And these experts are saying we don't actually need sugar. We don't need refined sugar. It doesn't need to be in your diet. Scary, it's shocking. But I wanted to talk about the addiction because uh, my story is different. Like everybody else's. And. um, You know. But. This one was saying that. You know. You wouldn't just dive into the trash for a mushroom. Well I think you would. If you had an addiction. And it was. It was there. You'd dive in the trash for it. I remember there was these. Um. These digestive biscuits left on a bench. And I ate them. I think they were left for the birds, but I ate all these digestive biscuits.
And that was just at the beginning. So that's a story. That's the part I've missed out the story. But I'm just going to finish with something that is positive. And something that I've learnt is people have tried to tell me where I've been going wrong. And I've listened. So I hope people will have been able to have heeded the warning. And um, if anyone's suffering from addiction and knowing that it's a real, it's a real monster... It's not like all the fictional monsters that you hear hear about. This is a real monster. And unlike the monsters that you think may be kind of big, hairy beasts that come and try and eat you up physically, these this monster addiction is invisible. And it'll grab you. But I'm sure if you can... Defeat it at some point and turn around and try and come something different, then addiction becomes, you know, less of a thing. And I know fat clubs don't help. Slimming drinks are good, they do help to a point. They are, you know, without slimming drinks, I probably wouldn't have lost. You know, as quickly as I have done. And I'll probably lose even quicker still. But I want to be, you know, I want to be able to feel good about myself. Today, um, I went out and played football um, with Dad. I really enjoyed it, you know. And did the weights. I haven't been enjoying the, the few, the early football sessions, but today I really enjoyed it and went out in my shorts. And um, I'm walking around the block. It's the bit of escapism that I have. And that is important to get out and soon it'll be to do lots more right well I'm finishing this um, episode right here I think this is a time but before I finish I want to pray for you dear lord strange how now in this time of need you've really taught me about something that I never knew about it's called addiction it's a monster and it really gets us and once it's grabbed us by the balls we don't understand what other people are trying to tell us Because our mind is full of sugar. The brain is looking for its next fix. And hopefully 
when things get back to normal, I might use sugar as a medicine and I won't have it all the time. I'll probably have something once or twice a week. I'll try and find some new snacky ways and who knows I'm also going to work harder during the week because I then I can look forward to some downtime I want to pray for anybody else that's suffering from any other addiction whether it be drugs, alcohol anything like that food and I want to talk about a different you know when I was addicted to the uh, savoury food that was a different story altogether and hopefully you know so again um, I pray that you do lift this up and I ask that the old ways don't come back I want to find some new ways that I can naturally get the serotonin going. Amen. And something else, you know, when you have sugar, when you have a lot of sugar, you become a lot tighter. And yeah. Anyway. Um, that's it. And uh Hope you've enjoyed this episode.